Hello, and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Nightmares podcast. I am your host, James Crimmins, and this is episode one. We're going to talk about my experiences and my past trying to start businesses. So let me get started from the beginning. Uh, I graduated from college, and I got a job as an engineer um, at a company. Very low pay, just starting out just out of college. And a little ways in, I started a dirt bike project where I wanted to build this dirt bike. Um, and with that, I was looking through parts and all this stuff. And I found that I wanted to change the gears in the bike, but there wasn't much available. There was sets of gears. There were. It was just this challenge to find these gears um, that were very old and they were made ages ago. Some people had them. Most people didn't. They were hard to find. Never found any on sale on eBay or anything like that. So what I did was I thought, hey, you know, there's got to be a market for this. People got to want gears for dirt bikes. So I thought to myself, I'll start making them because I'm an engineer. I can design them. I know how to use the software to design them. So I started learning about designing these gears and whatnot. And um, I, I basically go, okay, I need to purchase this software to design these gears. So I purchased the software. This software was the only software that I knew, but it was $4,000 for this software just to use to design this stuff. Very big mistake um, because I was not committed to the out the outcome, the goal, um, which was making the business and growing it and making it into something real. I just kind of wanted to design these gears basically for the dirt bike project. So enthusiasm dropped off, and eventually I just basically did nothing. Um, I kind of started design stuff, but I got nervous and I just stopped. This was like mistake one. I didn't really have any real motivation there except for this project I had and these gears. I didn't really connect with the community on that subject matter or or that uh, product or anything like that. So it was a very hard lesson to learn that, you know, you got to some, some kind of connection to what you're going to be doing. Anyways, I stop. I think, you know, I'm not going to do this. So I'm work, continue working as an engineer for like, I think it was like oh, a little over a year and a half. So I basically go, all right, I need to do something else. I'm not making enough money. Um, this is going to take forever for me to even make a reasonable living. So I'm like, all right, how can I make more money? Well, let me get a master's degree. So I look up schools for a master's degree. And to get a master's degree, I got to move out of state. So that's what I did. I moved out of state. I had a large savings that I'd saved up. And I used the savings to kind of start me in school uh, for my master's. So I go through and I do about, I would say, half my master's. And then my advisor quits. Um, so I kind of, at that point, transitioned into just doing work full time. So I got another job as a manufacturing engineer at a company. So working there for, I don't know, a year, uh, we find out the company's being sold. Well, reviews come up, but they don't give anyone raises because of the fact that the company's being sold. So I got to wait a whole another year to get a review. Um, and by this time, inflation had basically um, made it to where I was making peanuts for the area. And um, I was underpaid. And then they give me this uh, review after uh, I think two years and three months or something. And it was uh, it was 2% was the raise they gave me, which was like, didn't even match inflation over that period of time. So it was like, man, I, 
almost would have made more money just staying back where I originally lived. But at any rate, I decided that, you know, I'm going to go work for another company. So, um, I basically go working for this another company, but I come up with this idea kind of in between these points, um, to make this, uh, to make this social media site. Uh, I had an idea for a social media site. I thought it was big. I thought it was good. So I hired a local person who did website design, had him design a website up. The things I did not anticipate was the sheer cost just to keep the website up, to make it, maintain it. Um, and then also the fact that I needed to advertise it as well because no one's going to go to something that doesn't work. Um, I kind of rushed the person to make the website. Um, I won't say kind of, I say did. And so basically it had a little bit of problems, like most things when they start up, especially websites. Had a bunch of problems and issues, and I didn't get it going quite as fast as I'd hoped, and advertising wasn't really doing anything because I knew nothing about advertising. Um, so I spent a lot of money there trying to do this. I think it was around 15 plus thousand that I lost trying to build this social media website, and it just tanked. There was nothing. I hardly got like 90 people to sign up for it. Um, it was a, it was like an utter failure, and there was one thing I learned from that though. Um, I was passionate about it. Like I liked it, right? I really wanted to succeed. Succeed. I loved the idea. I thought it was great. I think it's great still, but it's probably not as relevant now. But anyways, I made this website and I was, for all the money I had lost, I would never take that back because of the feeling that it gave me. And that's kind of like where I got stuck in entrepreneur mode. Like it wasn't, it almost wasn't even about the money per se, but that's kind of like the main reason why I stopped because I knew that I was not going to be able to make this because of the fact that I did not make enough money to fund this. Um, and I didn't really know what to do at that point, you know, cause I was on my own. I was solo. So it fell apart. Um, I tried to get some friends to help me, um, kind of push it a little bit, you know, and I said, Hey, you know, we could do something like this and we could probably make this happen, but it didn't work out. So I had to cash in my chips, which was none at that point, <laughs> and um, and call it quits on that one, which was kind of sad. But once again, I, w- I would not take back that experience because that's when I knew that I had like an entrepreneurial spirit because that made me feel so much better than anything else I had done in my life. I had actually shot for something that I had an idea and a vision, and I tried to make it a reality, which is something that was really great. Um there's nothing like that. There's no experience like that that I've ever had. Um, there's a bunch of kids playing outside right now. <laughs> You're probably going to hear them in the background. Anyways, I I digress. So, canceled the website, quit that, lost a bunch of money. Kind of sad, but anyways, I go into this next company. And at this next company, um, I... And better. I'm doing way better financially. I like it better and stuff. So I started another project, which was uh, something I picked up from YouTube, which was I found people talking about Amazon. So I'm like, oh, I could sell on Amazon. This is easy. You just pick out a product, you order it, and then you should sell it. Oh, it's super easy. <laughs> this is not the case. This is not how it works. I don't know. I I feel that 
there's a lot that goes into that. And if you're going to do that, you really need to research a lot. And there's a lot of things you probably would not consider in doing that process. So I highly recommend um, finding a very legitimate individual who is offering some kind of course to start. And I wouldn't stop there. I would almost recommend reading books on it, reading everything that Amazon has ever published on selling on their website, and doing your own due diligence research because it is challenging um, in a lot of different ways. So I will be having a guest later on too to talk about this because I have I know a couple people that actually do sell on Amazon and they could tell you the struggles and the pains of doing it. But at any rate, the product that I sold, um, I could just buy from a manufacturer um, actually in the U.S. I bought it from somebody in the U.S. and it was cheap enough to where I could make a profit on it. Um, so I ordered these units, okay? And uh, this is where the lack of experience comes in. I ordered these units. I have them shipped to Amazon. I have them put under the the um, Amazon SKU. And uh, everything's seems fine like they go into the warehouse they're shipping out to customers like this seems this seems super easy um i found out that about half of them were broken by the time they got to the customer so what came pouring in a ton of refunds that's what came pouring in <laughs> um i asked the person who manufactured them to bubble wrap them um and they said oh don't worry about it they never break they broke like don't ever, <laughs> don't ever listen to a manufacturer when they tell you something like, oh, you know, they're really just trying to prevent themselves from having to do excess work possibly or some kind of challenge for them logistically of some kind. Always go with your intuition, what it tells you. If you think a product is going to break or it's going to have problems in shipping, it will. It guaranteed it will. Do not second guess yourself on that. Always go above and beyond what you think it's going to take. So I ship these products in, they ship out, everyone's selling. I'm selling like 18 units a day. I'm like, wow, this is super easy, right? I'm making, you know, I calculated up to be like $2 a unit that I would make just profit, right? No, um, I got all these refunds in. And uh, in the end, I ended up just losing a bit of money on that one. Um, I can't remember exactly how much, but I think the whole project was like $2,500. And uh, that did not work out. I took this experience and uh, I said, you know what? $2,500 isn't bad compared to what I've done in the past. I don't know if that's a bad way to look at it. To say like $2,500, that's not that much compared to how much I've lost these other times. You know, it's not nearly as bad. It's like, this almost sounds like a gambler's philosophy. But I was like, I garnished experience from this, right? I, I am now more experienced because of this. So what I do is I go, okay, I'm going to design this and have it manufactured by somebody else, but I'm going to design it so it doesn't break. So I am an engineer, so I just did a design and I designed it out of a different material and it was stronger and it would not break. I said, yes, this is going to work. So contact another manufacturer. I say, this is what I'm looking for. They send me uh, a... Uh, prototype and it's great and it looks great everything's great I also had it quoted out of China but I really wanted to stick to the US because logistically it's just a lot simpler um, and also at the time um, 
there was uh, the tariffs or whatever for the materials. So I think I think at the time um, the tariff was high enough to where it was like it offset the cost of just getting it in the U.S. So I thought, oh, I'll get it in the U.S. Anyways, this manufacturer sends me this prototype, and, it, and it's like, oh, this is great, right? This thing looks good, and I'm like, all right. So it's not it's not final it's not a finalized prototype, right? And I asked them to send me a finalized one. And they said, "Oh, no, it's it's going to be the same thing. Don't worry about it, right?" My intuition told me otherwise, but once again, I I just went with what they said, right? And they're like, oh, "No, it's going to be about the same, just, you know, going to be like we'll just say it's going to be a different color, right? That's all the difference." So, I uh I go, "Okay. Go ahead and take care of that, finalize it, and send it in." They finalize it, they label it, and package it for me, they send it in. Sure enough, um, I order my own because, you know, due diligence here, <laughs> a little late to the show, but still, I order the product for myself, I get one, and it is horrendous. There are scratches all over it, and this is something I did not anticipate. I didn't think it would happen, but sure enough, it did. So... I'm kind of like, at this moment, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I sent in 400 units of this or whatever, and it was costly. It was about 5,000. Um, so I'm like, this is, this is a disaster because basically the whole, all the products would have to be reworked. Um, so I do a removal order from Amazon. Okay. Here's where the next problem comes in. I do the removal order from Amazon and expect to get all the units back. I did not get all the units back. I got back a portion of them, right? Customers had ordered a few, not that many. But I got back, like, I would say 90% of them. But there was still that 10% that remained. Those ones, like, I, in my mind, I thought, oh, well, you know, the other 10%, it must have been sold and I'm just not seeing it yet. Or it must have been stuff that was scrapped and they're going to tell me that or something. No, they just didn't complete the, like, the removal order. And they left them in there. <laughs> so these bad units left in there. And sure enough, the next few I sold got bad reviews. And it just ruined it. Just ruined it. So here I was. Um, the manufacturer claimed it was my mistake because I did not specify this on the drawings correctly or whatever and whatnot. So basically, they said, good luck. Kind of messed up, right? Now, here's where the next part comes in. I have to have these reworked. The cost to have them reworked is more than what I would make off of them if I sold them, right? So here's here's where I have to weigh my decision. If I sell these, I lose money. If I don't sell them, I lose less money, but I still lose money, but I lose less money. I'm like, okay, if I can want to continue with this product, right, I should just rework these and sell them. So I have half of them reworked, 200. Sure enough, I send them back, right? Well, I send them back, and there is still more of the bad units in there. Um, I can't remember if this was like my mental, because like, I had to try to do another removal order. And if I remember correctly, the second removal order didn't get completed. More of the bad ones got mixed in with the good ones, so that I had mixed inventory, right? And this is where you kind of like have like a revision control, where a product's been reworked to a new some new whatever, technically the same product. There's no revision control via Amazon or anything like that. So it's up to you to really make sure that your product is consistent. Um, 
or the different ones are removed and then you put the new ones in if it's the same SKU. At any rate, this is all stuff probably you'll dig into if you're interested in Amazon, but I get these units in and I get more bad reviews and I'm like, there's no way the good ones, the bad ones are still in there and I realize this. So what I have to do is I have to remove all of it back from Amazon, right? And mind you, this is not cheap to send this to, stuff to Amazon. This is hundreds of dollars each time I'm sending back and forth. So I pull them out and I sit there and I go, okay, I reworked all of these. I'm not really passionate about this product. This product is having way more challenges than I expected. I have a friend of mine look at it and he goes, this is just really just a bad product, right? I had other people look at it and it's the final product is good when it's complete and correct and everything's fine. It's a great product, but just to sell and make money, it was a bad product and I had to swallow that pill and it was tough. So basically I had to take back all these units, scrap them. They're done, right? Got to trash them. Um, painful loss again of about over, I'm going to say it was about seven to 8,000 because I had the others reworked to have them reworked, right? It was literally a massive loss again. So here I am. I don't I, I, let me let me just crunch the number. I don't even know what is that. I'm 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 down quite a bit at this point because I had my four, first business four thousand. Then I had my social media site, which is about fifteen thousand. I think it might have been a little more than that even, right? Then I bought this product for five thousand, and then I paid another like two grand to have them reworked. So I'm at like twenty six thousand now that I have lost. Um, and that's not including all the shipping and the random expenses and stuff. I think I calculated out one time to be well over 30, um, just for everything that I did. I bought label printer. I bought labels, bags. I prototyped it. I had them ship it. I paid for bubble wrapping. Like I paid for a lot of stuff and this all goes into it. But you know, obviously, you know, no people will tell you this stuff, but it's kind of like you really got to experience it for yourself for you to understand the everything that kind of goes into creating your first Amazon products and getting them through and worked. You know, some people may have totally different experiences. This is mine. <laughs> so at any rate, I have a friend who also had similar experiences um, with their product at the start. Struggles were real. Um, and he will definitely be coming on for an interview here in the next few episodes. And we're going to talk about it and kind of go get down to the nitty gritty of Amazon. So if you love Amazon and you're into that, stay tuned for that episode. You're going to love it. Um, <laughs> it'll, ex it'll explain a lot. It, <laughs> you will find it very humorous. Anyways, so product failed down. But yet here I am. And I guess ever the optimist or something. I still want to try it. I still want to try more on Amazon. Um, but at the same time, I, I really just wanted to talk about my experiences. And that is literally why I start this podcast. Cause I want to talk about my experiences and what went wrong. And I don't want people to make the same mistakes. I don't want people to go down the same roads. Um, I want them to listen to this and understand that there are challenges that might be beyond what you can see. So if you start a product, you might want to be willing to accept the fact that you might lose a lot of your money on the product. It might be a failure. You know what I mean? I personally found that Amazon is possible. I know people that have worked, um, done really well on it. I know people that have become millionaires from it. I don't know them personally, but I know of them and have, and I know people and I've talked to them, but at any rate, it is possible. It's just a lot more challenging than a lot of people lead on to say. 
it's like a real business and you have to treat it as one. And I think that's where a lot of um, online, I'll say gurus, will say, oh yeah, you know, you just start the product in a couple months and you're good to go. You just pick one with uh, this tool online and you could start selling. And it's like, yeah, I don't know about that. So anyways, these are my starting experiences um, with business. And as you can see, this has not gone, <laughs> it has not gone so well. Um, if, if you start a business, you got to be passionate about it. Number one, you got to be able to predict the unpredictable because a lot of stuff is going to go wrong that you're not going to expect. So you got to be prepared for that. Uh, if you, if you think that somebody, one person can explain every element of what might occur, that that's definitely not going to happen. So, Try and find multiple people that you can hear from, hear their experience, learn what's going on and stuff, and and just be a little bit wiser when it comes to starting. Like, start from a better vantage point than just going at it. Just like, oh, one day I'm just going to start buying stuff and putting it in Amazon. And it's gonna... No, don't do that. So I have also done some other things, other little things. I tried to start another business that uh, was like a Shopify online for selling like random little things and stuff like drop shipping. That doesn't work either. Uh, that one uh, I did actually a few years back, forgot to mention this one, but this is kind of interesting too and related because it's online sales and these are kind of similar beasts, but a lot of difference, a lot of differences there. So Shopify, if anyone doesn't know, it's like a, basically you can make an online store through their um, service you make this online store, you can put up products from services like Oberlo, um, and basically they just drop ship products from possibly China or the US, depending on where your supplier is. I made one of these websites, I put products up and stuff like that, and uh, what I found is it's all marketing. Like, if you, if no one goes to your website, no one's ever gonna buy anything. So you gotta get people to the website. How do you get people to the website? Well, it's challenging because number one, you don't have a name. And no one trusts who you are. You're just a random website on, online. You can have a .com, but it doesn't mean anything. Um, they don't know who you are. They don't trust you. But if you have a product that's very intriguing or something that they really, really want to get, and your website has some level of legitimacy, um, you know, it's got to look... It's hard to explain, but some people can just look at a website and go, this does not look right. And they will just click off of it. And they'll just go, this is not a good website. Something's wrong here. Something's... A Something's amiss. I feel that's almost the most critical thing is number one, marketing on Shopify. <laughs> if you have a Shopify website and that's all you do. And number two is what your website looks like. Because if I go there and I see something that looks completely fake or bogus, just not going to buy anything there. Um, you know, it's just you have to have people that review it or people that know about it and get a name out. Otherwise, no one will go there. Um, that little side project was completely, I consider it cost-free. That's why I didn't even really think of mentioning it earlier. You can make it, build it up, whatever it may be, but it's got a lot of different challenges to it. Um, like, obviously, the taxes are different, so taxes are different for every single state on how they process it. Um, you got to understand Nexus, um, where you have your business has a Nexus, also starting businesses and business licenses and such. Um, that selection, I would leave that 
to a professional. You can read about it online if you want and go to it. But once again, I recommend a professional for any kind of investments or business starting or creation like that. Um, especially taxes, I would talk to a CPA for sure when it comes to business because there's so many elements that you would spend a lifetime digging into or trying to read. So anyways, you can see I have been through the gauntlet. I have gone through what is several different avenues for starting a business, but yet I still kind of continue to think of different things and stuff. And my latest and greatest um, has been I want to continue to develop products how I sell them or where I sell them, I don't know yet. Uh, I'm still, you know, thinking about other things. I've never really tried eBay or anything like that. Um, I haven't tried several other things. But once again, I feel like if you make something and you're passionate about it and you make a quality product and it gets to the customer in a timely fashion and it's not broken when they get it and it works, right? You really have a slam dunk. The only thing you really need at that point is time. Uh, cause you gotta get, you gotta get people to know who you are. You gotta get people to know your business. And over time, that will happen. Um, you just have to build the reputation of providing a consistent, good quality product, you know, at the right price and delivered fast. And these are things that customers want. Um, beyond that, I feel like that's the end. That's it for episode one. Um, please stay tuned, listen in for our next episode. I believe our next episode is, let me check, it's going to be an interview with a local marketing specialist. So she has her own business. We're going to talk with her and see what we can learn about marketing, how to get businesses growing, where businesses make their biggest mistakes when it comes to marketing, and uh, the challenges that you face just approaching even a marketing agency and how you get the right price and everything like that. So it's going to be great. going to be a good episode. Please listen in. You're going to enjoy it. Thank you for listening to the Entrepreneurial Nightmares podcast. I'm your host, James Crimmins. Have a good day.